Hey, I'm Johnny Nordstrom, and welcome to Season 5 of the Getting Into Good Trouble podcast, where we get into good trouble so you don't have to. Each podcast episode will explore an ongoing or recently resolved international protest. This episode of the Getting Into Good Trouble podcast will focus on the Nigerian police brutality protests, also heavily known as the hashtag NSARS movement. I'm also joined by Sienna and Emma. Hi, I'm Sienna. Hi, I'm Emma. They interviewed our experts and will share takeaways from the interview. I'm also joined by my co-hosts, Jamie and Ethan. Hi, I'm Jamie. And I'm Ethan. Jamie and Ethan did a deep dive into the SARS movement and where the protest is now. I'm going to pass this on to Jamie and Ethan now to give us some background information. Thank you, Johnny. SARS is a special anti-robbery squad created in 1992 to combat robberies and other serious crimes. Nigerian authorities disbanded SARS on October 11, 2020. SARS was controversial for its links to extrajudicial killings, forced disappearances, extortion, torture, framing, blackmail, and other bad things. What used to be peaceful protesting supporting the NSARS movement has now led to police assault. In 2020, on October 20th, the Nigerian army and police killed at least 12 people. Pro-government supporters were responsible for creating violence to the police used force against the peaceful crowd. Today, at least 56 people were killed and hundreds severely injured. The protest seemed peaceful until pro-government supporters stirred up violence, making the situation much worse. The peaceful protesters were attacked by the pro-government supporters, and the police seemed to stand by, not protecting the peaceful protesters. Eventually, when they were detained, the police began to physically and verbally abuse them. The police did not allow the people to receive medical care or get a lawyer. The Nigerian citizens believe they should have the right and freedom to protest peacefully without being harmed by the police or Nigerian army. Emma and Sienna interviewed two people. Their first interview was Teacher Leffler. He's an 8th grade humanities teacher and the head of 8th grade teachers at Mount Vernon School. I'm going to pass this on to Emma. When researching for the podcast, we heard that SARS, Special Armed Robbery Squad, was disbanded. We were curious to know if that was true because it seemed that the NSARS movement was very much alive and present. So we asked Teacher Leffler to discuss the NSARS movement and why police brutality continued even though SARS was disbanded. Great point, Emma. And what I realized in some of my research is that as much as it's disbanded in name, uh, the police have continued routine violations of human rights on their own, in spite of that organization having been disbanded in name. It's not necessarily active in the way they used to operate, but the police are still operating in that same way through SWAT teams, mm-hmm. right? Which is why it's not only hashtag NSARS, it's also hashtag NSWAT within there too. And so some of these violations have included murder, harassment, um, arbitrary detention, meaning just randomly putting people in jail, uh, and also extortion. So within the last year, at least six people have been killed by police mm-hmm. in Nigeria. Um, there's been, con- uh, a few of them were killed while they died after being tortured. And then at least one was murdered after refusing to pay a bribe. So that's the extortion police is the corruption is so rampant that the police are trying to extort bribes from citizens and they will simply torture them if they cannot pay or have a family member who will pay. So we both had a couple of takeaways from the interview with Teacher Leffler. And for me, what I found interesting was that the system of the government that is just so corrupt, it doesn't matter what you call the like force. It can be the SWAT team, SARS or the regular police. The notion is the same behind it, and so is the treatment of people. Like, nothing changes. The violence is always there. People still get beaten in the streets and taken in. Um, 
to jail for nothing and stopped in the streets all the time and have to give bribes and it's just always been like that and it probably ha will be for a while. Uh, something I would add would be while researching about SARS, uh, all these things that Teacher Leffler has mentioned like have been repeated and a lot of them are similar and I also found that just because SARS was disbanded, just like Teacher Leffler mentioned, it, just because it was disbanded didn't mean that police brutality ended. An article from VOA News states that around 253 and 271 people died due to police brutality in 2020 and 2022. Therefore, even though the force was disbanded, it didn't stop the real problem, which was police brutality. Sienna and Emma also had the opportunity to interview Olatunji Olegbi. He's a journalist based in Nigeria and was the winner of the 2021 IOM West and Central Africa Migration Journalism Awards. I'm going to pass this on to Sienna to tell us more. Olatunje Olegbi's interview was really interesting because it was our first time hearing about first-hand experiences. We wanted to learn more about how long police brutality has been impacting Nigeria, so we posed to him the question, when did police brutality start? But the answer we got was so much more powerful than we expected. Police brutality in Nigeria has always been a thing. Um, it's it's ever-present. I can remember a time where it wasn't there, so it's always been there. Uh, I remember as a kid, I think I was eight or nine, my mom's younger brother was arrested by the police. Opened up in, and they were, they were in prison for, I think, almost a week. And my mom would go there in the morning and come back in the evening. And I was too young to understand what was going on there until I grew up. And, you know, you just, sort of just, you just grew up in space, right? It's, there was never a time I wasn't there. It was always there. Um, we have sort of a saying in Nigeria that when it happens to you, just pray it's not too bad because it, it will happen eventually at some point. Um, so I think two days ago, I was coming from the pool this weekend on Sunday. I was coming from the pool, I saw the police. Of, why are you coming from the pool? <laughs> well, why, why shouldn't I come from the pool? So, like, it's ever present, in it, it's always just there. Um, so, yeah, that's that about the police brutality. It's always there. Just to recap the clip, Olatunji Olegbi spoke about how police brutality has always been in Nigeria and he can't remember a time when there wasn't. Throughout his life, he witnessed and experienced police brutality. He mentioned when he was eight or nine, his mom's younger brother was arrested and put into prison for two weeks over nothing. Yeah, and just this Sunday on December 3rd, he was stopped by the police, further proving police brutality is ever-present in a problem that has been around for a long time. And finally, he spoke about the saying they have in Nigeria, if you're ever encountered by the police, just let it happen and pray it isn't too bad. This is entirely unfair to them because no one should ever have to fear the people who are supposed to protect them. Some final takeaways we had from the second interview was when Olatunje Legbi spoke about how the NSARS movement continues, although it might depend on who you ask. He used an American movement to help us understand what he meant. He explained that if you ask someone in America, is the Black Lives Matter movement still alive, different people will have different answers. This is the same thing that happens in Nigeria for the NSARS movement. In his opinion, the movement is very much alive and active. Thank you for listening to the Getting Into Good Trouble podcast, where we get into good trouble so you don't have to. Stay tuned for more episodes about protests around the world.